What does the eclipse foreshadow? Episode 4 of Signs and Secrets of Fatima with Mariana Bartold. Did you know that onlookers at Fatima on July 13, 1917 witnessed an eclipse-like phenomenon? An eclipse has biblical connections to both our Lord and Our Lady, to the crucifixion and the apocalypse. So did God intend for this supernatural event to portend both tribulations in the natural realm and within the life of the church? Praise be Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, content director of the Fatima Center, welcoming you, dear viewer, again, as well as our guest, Mariana Bartold of Genesis 315. Thank you, Mariana, for joining us. Thank you again, David. So we will pick up where we left off last time. We are looking at the third apparition of Our Lady on July 13th and some of the details. Uh, and also, just before we get into that, do want everyone to uh, be aware, if they're not aware, that the Fatima Center is hosting its first live conference, weekend conference, since the start of COVID. You know, we had some great events planned back that we had scheduled in 2019 for 2020, and a lot of those things got canceled, as we all know. Our world's gone in a bit of a tailspin, but we do have another one planned now. It's for Christ the King weekend, October 29th and 30th in Manchester, New Hampshire. So you can go to our website and get all the details, and we hope you're able to come out and, and be with us and listen to some great, great talks. But with that uh, commercial aside, one of the things that was quite interesting in the apparition of July 13th that perhaps people don't realize is that one witness, uh, obviously these are not the three seers, but one witness stated that the luminosity of the sky noticeably decreased as during an eclipse the whole time that the ecstasy of the children lasted. So while Our Lady is giving them the great secret of Fatima and showing them the vision of hell and telling them of future things to come and the necessity of the consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart, all those things, the people didn't hear those things, obviously, but they did get this glimpse, or this vision, I should say, of an eclipse. Why? Yeah. Why would God choose when he can use any sign? Might he choose the eclipse? Well, um, you know, David, as I explain in my book, Fatima, The Science and Secret, I think there are quite a few reasons, again, coming from divine revelation. Um, first, this luminosity, decrease of the luminosity of the sky as if during an eclipse, but not an actual eclipse, calls to mind the biblical prophets who called a, quote, day of darkness that was to come, you know, in the future. But we um, see that language, for example, in Esther and in Job and Joel and Sophonius. So we have to think about this word, the day of darkness, and it's not something to look forward to. Um, second, the phrase denotes a time of tribulation and distress on earth due to God's wrath against the multitude you know, of the heinous sins that are occurring almost everywhere. And, uh, in fact, in one interpretation of Apocalypse, chapter 8, verse 12, where we see the star, Wormwood, and it's mentioned, and then a third part of the sun and the moon and the stars are darkened, 
it is stated that, quote, prophecy foreshows a time of trouble for the church and an obscuration of her splendor and her power to enlighten the world, unquote. And I believe that was in the Book of Destiny, which, you know, I do quote in my book. I, I have over a thousand footnotes. It's hard to remember all of them, but I think that's from the Book of Destiny. And so, in other words, a sign like the dimming of the sun, or if you will, a darkening of the sun, even though the sun itself did not darken, foretells to us that God's judgment is near, nearer than we may expect. And there are a few other points, as I also pointed out in my Fatima book. In Catholic symbolism, the material son of our universe is the symbol for our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Gospel of Luke relates that when Christ was crucified, quote, there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour and the sun was darkened, unquote. Now, we know that this darkness was supernatural, for Christ was condemned at the time of Passover, which was celebrated during the full moon. And that is a time when a solar eclipse is not scientifically possible. It just simply isn't. So that was another sign of the miracle, the supernatural miracle that occurred, because the sun darkened because God, the Son of God, of his own free will, went through this terrible passion and death, to redeem his people from their sins. And then at Fatima, this decreased sunlight, which was so similar to the decreased sunlight we see during a partial eclipse, was also supernatural because, as you mentioned, it only lasted during the time of the apparition. Um, and in fact, this could be what St. Alphonsus wrote about in his book, The Glories of Mary, when he said, quote, stating that in the canticles, Our Lady is called bright as the sun, and then St. Bonaventure also said of the Blessed Mother, she is more beautiful than the sun, and Lucia, you know, the only Fatima visionary who grew to adulthood and an elderly age, said that the lady was more brilliant than the sun. So this might also manifest that even the sun dims in the presence of this beautiful virgin, you know, in heaven, body and soul, uh, and, and her sanctity that shines forth so brightly. And perhaps also, too, we can see that this diffused sun at Fatima manifests Our Lady's glory, as I said, before God, but also her clemency toward God's people. For the Virgin, you know, came to the modern world to remind us of what St. Peter taught in the Bible. Um, but you are a chosen generation, a kingly priesthood, a holy nation, a purchased people, that you may declare his virtues who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then, well, there's so many other things we could say about the contrast between light and darkness. But these are things right straight from the Bible, and these are things that could not, you know, again, naturally occur during the sun out, solar noon, you know, high noon, uh, that people could see such a wonderful thing. And so there are so many depths in this sign, just like all of the others levels and levels, just like in the scriptures you have the levels and levels with typology. I certainly see yes. that here. Uh, I mean, One of my favorite lines from the Mass that I like to pray all the time, Psalm 42, at the foot of the altar when the priest says, Emite lucem tuam et veritatem tuam, right? Send forth thy light and thy truth. Yes. And I always think how lamentable it is that that prayer has been excised and removed. It's no longer prayed in the new Mass. And like, if we don't pray for it, we're not going to get it. So we're always praying, God, send forth your light, your grace, your truth. Obviously, light and grace links us back to the miraculous metal when Our Lady has all the light streaming from her rings. And mm -hmm. 
you know, the eclipse is the darkening of that. So I immediately think also of Sister Lucia talking about how we have fallen under a diabolical disorientation, how Absolutely. there is a lack of grace in the world, specifically even Lucia talking about the attack, the final attack of the devil against marriage and family. Uh, I know so many, especially younger Catholic married couples, that are talking about how difficult marriage seems right now. A lot of priests telling me that they don't know any married couples. Even I'm talking here about good. You know, we would look at them and we think, oh, they're, they're a wonderfully married couple, but that they're all experiencing this intense sort of diabolical attack against their sacramental marriage. Um, so there's a lot mm-hmm. going on here that I think is being eclipsed. I think the faith is being eclipsed. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so many people cannot even see the light of faith, uh, and that would mean that the church is in some ways being eclipsed. Mariology is being eclipsed. We see that, you know, even after the Second Vatican Council, Marian devotion has sort of just really been pushed to the side by so many people. But, yes, it did. So there's, I think, a very much a prophetic action is how I've always seen it in this eclipse. You know, that uh, we know prophetic action. So, for example, a prophet could build up the little wall and go kick it down, and God would tell him to do that, because once the prophet built the wall and kicked it down, that meant the armies, you know, the Assyrians or the Babylonians are coming in, they're marching, and they'll break down the walls of Jerusalem. That's the prophetic action. So Our Lady sort of showing us this eclipse. Yes. Certainly it's a real thing. It's a natural thing. It is a day of darkness, symbolizing tribulation and distress, but it's got all these other layers of meaning, Mm -hmm, as you mentioned. mm -hmm. And I think it's a bit to to show us what was contained in that great secret, and it's three distinct parts, those warnings, those conditional prophecies, depending again, you know, as I said before, and I'm sure others have too, on the response of the church militant for good or for evil, and that also the promise, right, in the end, however long that will be, but it tells us there will be a struggle, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph, etc. And so we see that in that, in that eclipse type too. Right, and that sure is the beautiful thing about the eclipse. Maybe that's another thing the eclipse is fake, because the eclipse, always, as far as we know, we've always seen, the eclipse goes away. Right? Yes. The eclipse comes and darkens for a little while, but then the sun comes okay. back and you see things normal, just like at the miracle of the sun. Yes. Okay, well, thank you for that. We have a little bit better understanding of the eclipse now. We'll continue on next time. Uh, let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, to the son. and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mariana. Thank you again, David. It's wonderful being here. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the message of Fatima and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org or call us at 1-800-263-8160. Immaculate and sorrowful heart of Mary, be our salvation. Sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come.